Section 30 of United States Senate Election Expulsion and Censure Cases, 1793-1990, to by Anne M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joanne Turner. Case 28, Lyman Trumbull, 1813-1896, Illinois. Election Case, Qualifications, December 3, 1855, to March 5, 1856. Issues, Right of State to Impose Additional Eligibility Requirements for Senators. Chronology, Credentials Presented, December 3, 1855. Referred to Committee, December 20, 1855. Committee Report, February 27, 1856. Senate Vote, March 5, 1856. Result, Retained Seat. Background. After holding a series of public offices in Illinois, Lyman Trumbull, Democrat, won election in 1848 to the state Supreme Court. Although re-elected to that post in 1852 for a term running until 1861, he resigned in May 1853, shortly after beginning his new term, citing poor health and his inadequate salary. In the spring of 1854, Congress passed the Kansas-Nebraska Act. This measure, sponsored by Stephen A. Douglas, Democrat of Illinois, effectively repealed the 1820 Missouri Compromise that had banned slavery in the Northern Territories. In the outcry that followed, the Illinois Democratic Party split into pro- and anti-Nebraska Act factions. Trumbull, enraged at Douglas for sponsoring the measure so hateful to the free soil forces, ran for the United States House of Representatives, winning election in November 1854 to a term beginning in December 1855. Trumbull did not enter the House, however, because early in 1855 he was drawn into a heated race for the United States Senate seat held by James Shields, Democrat. On February 8th, after 10 ballots in the state legislature, Trumbull won election to the Senate. In the process, he defeated Whig candidate Abraham Lincoln and the pro-Douglas Democratic forces that had first supported James Shields and then popular Governor Joel A. Madison who remained untainted by the Kansas-Nebraska Act. Statement of the Case The regular Democrats, furious at Trumbull's election, quickly decided to harass him. On February 21st, they published a, quote, legal opinion, unquote, that found Trumbull ineligible for the Senate seat under a provision of the state constitution that required state officers to wait a year after the end of their terms before accepting any other office. By their calculation, Trumbull would not be eligible until 1862. Trumbull responded that he had resigned from the state Supreme Court and a successor had been chosen 18 months before his election to the Senate. He therefore contended that the provision of the state constitution did not apply in this case. 
When the Senate convened for its new session on December 3, 1855, Trumbull presented only partial credentials. Since Democratic Governor Madison had refused to sign his election certificate, Trumbull could only offer the statement of the legislative vote as certified by the Illinois Secretary of State. Immediately, Lewis Cass, Democrat of Michigan, submitted a protest to Trumbull's seating signed by 42 members of the 100-member Illinois legislature. In accordance with normal procedure, Trumbull was seated pending further investigation, but received no committee assignments and was prohibited by custom from participating in any Senate business except that which related to his seating. On December 20th, the Senate referred the matter to the Judiciary Committee. Response of the Senate. On February 27, 1856, the Judiciary Committee, reporting that it was hopelessly deadlocked, urged the full Senate to resolve the matter. Pro-Douglas forces then introduced a resolution declaring the seat vacant. Trumbull supporters countered with a proposal that he be declared seated. John J. Crittenden, Opposition Party of Kentucky, argued that Lyman Trumbull met every constitutional requirement for admission to the United States Senate and that no state had the power to add new qualifications or disqualifications. He noted that although restrictive provisions had crept into a number of state constitutions, it was his understanding that the Senate had never regarded these as binding upon itself. Convinced that Trumbull's credentials fulfilled all the constitutional requirements, Crittenden requested that the election be declared valid. George E. Pugh, Democrat of Ohio, a Douglas lieutenant, responded that the language of the Constitution was that of exclusion and not of qualification. He agreed that the states could not alter the language of the United States Constitution, but contended that since a senator acted as both a federal agent and an officer of the state, individual legislatures could add state qualifications. Drawing upon a series of precedents set in earlier challenges, Pugh constructed an argument for states' rights, concluding that a favorable resolution for Trumbull quote, would be yet another stride, longer than any stride yet taken, towards that consolidation of powers in the federal government which has already grown to an inordinate degree and now threatens us, unquote. On March 4, 1856, Committee Chairman Butler, at the request of his colleagues, addressed the question, expressing support for Trumbull. Although he had long supported states' rights, he said, he believed that doctrine did not apply in this case. Quote, I am not so far a states' rights man, unquote, he declared, quote, as absolutely to forget the honor and the justice of compacts, unquote. Although legislators had a dual responsibility both to their federal and state constitutions, he maintained that the states had relinquished the power of determining the qualifications of senators and could not therefore change those qualifications. A colleague agreed. 
asserting, quote, it belongs to us to judge the qualifications prescribed by the Constitution of the United States. The state tribunals are the exclusive judges of the qualifications required by their own Constitution, unquote. On March 5th, Satisfied that Trumbull's judicial resignation more than a year before his Senate election had passed the scrutiny of the Illinois legislature, and convinced that no state could add stipulations to the United States Constitution, the Senate, by an overwhelming vote of 35 to 8, upheld Trumbull's claim to his seat. Conclusion the challenge to Lyman Trumbull's credentials became one more excuse for the Senate to argue heatedly the nature of states' rights. Additionally, it demonstrated once again that the method of electing senators continued to create time-consuming dilemmas for the national legislature. Lyman Trumbull served in the Senate until 1873. In 1856, he joined the newly formed Republican Party, remaining there throughout the Civil War. Then, after he voted for acquittal in Andrew Johnson's 1868 impeachment trial, his Republican colleagues scorned him, and he drifted away from the mainstream of the party. After leaving the Senate, Trumbull returned to the Democratic Party, failing in 1880, to capture the governorship of Illinois. Trumbull died in Chicago in 1896. End of Case 28 and of Section 30